0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by shaving your head bald to look like Stone Cold Steve Austin, then going to church and chugging a few beers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that was not cast for their own movie. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to talk about some of our favorite casting picks for films. And I had a little bit of a hard time doing this. Wow. Yeah. I uh I was kinda like, hmm, You know, there's there's a lot of movies and there's a lot of movies that I like people in. And I was like So Man. I will
1: say one thing. Mm-hmm. You told me mm-hmm. that we were gonna do lead characters. Favorite casting for a for a lead character. That's what you said to me. Yeah. That, that's what I, I have it written yeah. down. Okay. I, I play let's play back the audio. <laughs> <laughs> uh you did say that to me. Mm-hmm. Um but I also chose other people because I was like, Fuck you, Zach. Yeah. So I,
0: I mean I forgot that I said that <laughs> I I swear I just said like casting in general yeah but hey you know what fuck it you did the thing I did the thing let's go into we're it. all
1: doing the thing
0: how many do you have I have I have a few I've got like five uh, when you should start us off
1: me yeah why not
0: You've been a good boy this week <laughs> okay thank you dad <laughs> 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 been I've a been lollipop. a good boy huh. <laughs> <laughs> Get a lollipop after uh, this. <laughs> All
1: right. Anyway, um, okay. So my first pick is a film, a a, a, a character mm-hmm. that I think it stuck with me for a long time, and I still think about him every once in a while.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that is Jeffrey Dean Morgan as the comedian. In yeah. The Watchmen.
0: Yeah. Um, it's funny that you keep fucking bringing up Watchmen and you've never like fully, fully sat through and watched it. No. Um, <laughs> but he is
1: I can't. I can't imagine a another person playing the comedian. Yeah. And I think generally speaking, like, I would say that for the most part, that's kind of the goal of like what we're kind of getting at is like, you can't like one of the criterias is like, Nobody else could play this character, you mm-hmm. feel like there would be nobody else that could pull it off as well. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan, from looking at the comic book and like looking how he's illustrated to then seeing Jeffrey Dean Morgan on screen. He got
0: big for the role too. And he
1: looks he's got the jawline, mm-hmm. the great mustache. Oh, it's beautiful. The, the 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 pepper, the salt yeah, and pepper look right. to his he, hair. The um the way that he talks, the voice that he uses, everything about him is like you were meant to play. A rapist, <laughs> because that's what he is. Well, um, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. You're meant to play this character, Um and he is all right. He's he's a rapist, and he, a little
0: bit. I mean, he's more of just like a scumbag altogether. Like yeah. he's just this fucking like crazed man with guns that they were like, well, he can help fight crime, right. but like he just he doesn't care. Yeah.
1: Um, And man, he was probably he's just got like you know he's uh, kind of like what we were saying you know in our last episode. About Steve, it's like, you know, he's not a good guy, but you can't help but like the comedian.
0: Comedian and Rorschach were my favorite characters in that film. Like they're just they're just so cool. They're like, especially the comedian. The comedian kind of like tops a little bit because like he is just so charismatic. Yeah, and the way that he
1: carries himself Mm -hmm. and he just like owns the room when he walks in. And he's got this I don't give a fuck attitude mm-hmm. and he knows that he can kick the shit out of anybody in the room and he's like <laughs> and he kind of brings that in with him like he'll say whatever he wants to say and he'll do whatever he wants to do because nobody can tell him not to. Yeah. And again not a good guy but you can't help but like him and Jeffrey Dean Morgan I thought is the only pick for the comedian.
0: He did the same thing with Negan in The Walking Dead. Like Never he played- seen it. He uh, same kind of things, same same comic book thing where it's like he just looks the part, he acts the part, he is the part. I really like him as an actor. Ah. He also owns a fucking bakery shop with Paul Rudd. Like, oh, a candy shop. Yeah, like, like two hours away from us. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: It's funny that you mentioned that because I was literally just talking about that with somebody like a few hours ago. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he yeah, him and Paul Rudd own a candy store up in upstate New York somewhere. Mm-hmm. Weird. Good stuff. Weird stuff. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, my first pick. So. Rosamund Pike as Amy Dune in Gone Girl. I I couldn't find like anybody that like really, really stuck out to me. Like she was my first one that I was like thinking of for the episode. Um and I was just like, She's it. Like she plays such a cold and calculated like woman in the film. And then is so good at, like, just figuring out, like, okay, my my plan's falling apart, I need to fucking reevaluate, and then that's when, like, Neil Patrick Harris's character comes in, and she does the whole thing of, like, you know, I, I just need a place to stay, and then, like, you know, faking, like, the rape of it all, and then, like, killing him in, like, an act of, like, oh, like, you know, it was self-defense. She plays an amazing role. I have not seen a lot of Rosamund Pike,
1: um. Yeah, I don't know much of it either. I saw she made that. She was in that one Netflix movie called
0: I Care a Lot. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you end up ever seeing that? I saw it. I was kind of like, hey. really?
1: I, I liked it a lot. I think it was again because I just went in like not knowing anything. Like mm-hmm. when you when you don't know anything about a movie, you go in with super low expectations. <laughs> yes. So like it just I was like, hey, you know what? I kind of like this. It's
0: kind of fun. Well, that doesn't always pan out for like my picks for the movies. <laughs> no. So <laughs>
1: that that usually doesn't pan out for your picks. <laughs> yeah. Um. She is good though. She mm-hmm. does. She does have this presence she's got like this intimidating presence because Rosamund pike has this certain like walk about her like Mm -hmm. she walks into the room and she feels like a dominant character but then she can also like lay back and and be like kind of more timid and then you almost feel bad for her like it's an interesting kind of she's complicated
0: yeah she plays it very well like even the bathroom scene where like she's dying her hair like, that immediately feels like, okay, she's running out of options. She's she's kind of, like, at her wits' end. Yeah. But then you have shit where it's like she comes back and she plays, like, this whole story about, like, oh, I was kidnapped. And, like, you know, I broke free just to see you again. And it's like, my God, she's so fucking calculated. <laughs> <laughs> she's so good in it.
1: Yeah, she is. She's great. Um, So, I wanted to talk about a a person who's very prominent in the film industry but not known for his acting – Mm. but mostly known for his directing.
0: Um, Taika Waititi? N- no. <laughs> um,
1: I wanted to talk about Quentin Tarantino playing Richard Gecko in From Dusk Till Dawn. Mm. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine anybody else playing that role. He's good in um,
0: it. He's really good in it's it. It's
1: not... You know, he he plays a, a weirdo, and t- it, was, it was just a perfect timing of things. Like, Tarantino, he was still pretty thin during that time. He he his voice
0: yes the glasses yeah the
1: glasses are great but he's got this and it's really how he talks he wasn't Mm -hmm. really doing much of like any type of um you know accent or anything it's just Mm -hmm. how he talks where he's got this kind of softer voice that that can make you kind of feel at ease a little bit when he talks to you because Mm -hmm. george clooney doesn't no, George Clooney comes in and he's kind of like the hothead. Yeah. Like at least that's what it seems like. He's mm-hmm. the hothead. Like he's the one that's got all the plans and he's the one that makes you feel on your toes. But Tarantino Richard. He's like, Hey, why don't you just like come sit on this bed with me and mm-hmm. just like, you know, sit down with, let's like watch some TV and, and the way that he talks and this is a testament to Tarantino. Like the way that he speaks is very soft spoken and methodical. Mm hmm. But he's actually a fucking lunatic. Yeah. And he imagines things and he and he pictures people saying things that they don't actually say.
0: Like the girl in the RV.
1: Right. And I couldn't imagine anybody else being Richard Gecko. Mm-hmm. Because I, I've seen bit I've seen one episode of the series of From Dust Till Dawn. Mm-hmm
0: garbage I know, and I was like listen you're
1: not Tarantino like you're not you're not <laughs> the same here. guy you're not like is you're it not the Deco even... brothers like I I yeah, saw it is.
0: I saw that they made a, a show and I was like this isn't for me like it right is. off the bat it is yeah mm-hmm.
1: um and it just did not like it's just you're you can't play Tarantino mm-hmm. as Richard it's just not gonna work it just doesn't work for me so I wanted to highlight that because I thought that that was a a little bit of an unorthodox pick mm-hmm. because he's not known for his acting at all he's mostly of course known for his writing and directing um but it's a it's a character that he played that has kind of always stuck with me. Nice.
0: Yeah, I, I always forget about that. I always forget, too, that that film doesn't just immediately start when they get to the bar. Right. There's a there's whole... There's a lot.
1: There's like, a whole... Like, the, the vampire's stuff is like the, the whole last second half, half of the film. Like, mm-hmm. that's not even... The main part is we are trying to get across the border to escape the cops, and it's more of like a... It's just two brothers trying to get out of there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a... It, the end. Uh, the, once you get to the vampire part, it's mm-hmm. like, "What? How did we get here?" It's not expected at all. Mm-hmm.
0: Very weird. All right, my next one. Um is my nerd is showing now. Uh, Ewan McGregor as Obi wan Kenobi. Obi wan
1: Which He's... apparently they're making another movie.
0: They're make, no. They're making a show. Oh. And I am so fucking excited because <laughs> Ewan McGregor is coming back for it. There's just something about him. Like, Phantom Menace was kind of like eh, like, you know, he's, he's got, like, the weird fucking, like, short hair. He doesn't... He's the side character to Qui-Gon Jinn. Like, uh, what's his face? I don't remember. Um, uh, We don't give a fuck Liam about Neeson? Nuts and Berries. Yeah, Liam Neeson. We don't give a fuck about Nuts and Berries. What is that? From the Grey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. um, Yeah, like, Ewan McGregor just brings, like, this very, like, calm, very poised, very, like, sophisticated version to obi-wan kenobi in like the the second through well really the rest of the films like second and third one um but like he really just like brings this presence to him and i don't know if that just helps that the fact that like he's got the english accent that it just makes him feel like he is the man in charge like he is the he's the wise one to go to if yoda's not around Mm. and anything that you got of him like i just absolutely loved it was also a thing, too, where it's like, you know, he became so prominent of a character because of Ewan McGregor, where you get, like, the spin off stuff of, like, Clone Wars and Rebels, where they're prominently showing Obi-Wan, and look, fucking 15 years later, they're making a TV show, yeah. and they get Ewan McGregor back to play Obi-Wan because he had such a presence. Yeah. Like they could have easily cast like somebody else. They could have done somebody like younger. Could have done me. Yeah, they could have done you. You could have just went blonde. <laughs> but, like fuck like they decided to go with Owen McGregor, and I just feel like that's kind of like just how good of an actor he was for that.
1: Yeah. I don't I don't know Star Wars all that well, so I can't
0: really speak to that one. That's that's fair.
1: Um, but I do want to talk about Anthony Hopkins as
0: Oh. Uh. Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. Of course, of course, <laughs> he broke
1: the fucking ceiling <laughs> by winning Oscar for a horror movie. Yeah. Um. Listen, Mads Mikkelsen plays plays Hannibal in the te- in the television series, mm-hmm. and I like Mads Mikkelsen's a lot. He's good, but Anthony Hopkins is forever going to be the only Hannibal Lecter that ever fucking matters.
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, like between like. Hannibal, Hannibal 2, like, I think he was in Hannibal Rising, like, towards the end, too. Yeah. Um, he just is Hannibal Lecter. He, like, is. he he has that presence to him. He's
1: got the charisma. Anthony Hopkins, actually, like, you can buy Anthony Hopkins as a very well-educated doctor. Mm-hmm. And you can, you, you just, everything about him, like, you see him when you first come in there and,
0: and he's, He's just standing in the middle. Yeah, of Yeah, and he's
1: he's standing like it makes you so uncomfortable when he's standing there, and the way that he just delivers his lines and the way that he, the like everything about his performance in Sons of the Lambs* to me is like pure genius. Mm-hmm. The pauses that he takes, the, just you need to like just go back and watch it mm-hmm. because me explaining it doesn't do it justice. But Anthony Hopkins is going to only ever be Hannibal Lecter. For yes.
0: Me. Like that, that will be the one film that he is known throughout his entire career. Right. For. Like, and that's not a bad thing. Like no. he's, he's fucking fantastic in it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like him a lot. Um, And there's so many iconic things about that mm-hmm. character. I mean, the face mask, mm-hmm. the whole, Fava the, beans. The, so, yeah. Right. Um, A nice Chianti there. There's, there's just so many iconic things. And yes, that's like the writing too. So like, you can't really only give him that credit, but the i just just the, the the idea of anthony hopkins playing this serial killer who's helping the police and then he's a cannibal and you look at him and he's so unassuming mm-hmm. because like you can you can kind of see mad Nicholson as playing that psycho like yeah. he's got he doesn't he doesn't f- like fully kind of give me the oh he's harmless kind of look like he can he looks like he could fuck
0: you up. Oh yeah, like he is. Anthony like thick Hopkins
1: enough. is so innocent looking, mm-hmm. and that's what I think really elevates it to the point of a true, true iconic actor playing a true, true iconic
0: character. And I get that too from like the cell scene where he breaks out and he beats the shit out of the guy with a nightstick. Right, and he's just he. You see like the smile kind of like fading as if like he's not even paying attention to it. Like he's seeing it's, past. So, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's it's small things like that that like like you said, like there can be a script, but like there's a certain point where like script and actor have to kind of like merge together. Right.
1: And Anthony Hopkins is, in my opinion, has delivered one of the best performances ever. Mm -hmm. And it's a perfect casting choice.
0: Nice. Um, Something very similar. Uh, I chose JK Simmons playing Terrence Fletcher in whiplash. Yeah. Now listen, like when this movie came out, Everybody just knew like J.K. Simmons as, like, oh, he's he's J. Jonas Amoson from the Spider Man movies. Like, that's where everybody was like, okay, like, you know, are you sure you want to get this guy? Like, it's going to be a little weird. Like, everybody's just going to think of him as that. I don't think anybody else could have brought that intensity to the film. Like, the fact that J.K. Simmons got so ripped for this film. I don't think
1: that he got ripped for that film. I think he he was just always ripped. I think he's just like, that's how he is, honestly because maybe. he's always just jacked like yeah, now.
0: Maybe but I don't know if it's maybe just because like he wore like the he suits got, that like he, he just got came.
1: jacked for that role and then was like I'm never giving this up. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to grow my beard, I'm going to get fucking crazy. Yeah, I
1: think that he's just kind of always been jacked and like no one's ever known.
0: Maybe, I maybe. But like man, like like him wearing just the black t-shirt, like yeah. you you are intimidated by him. Yeah. And one of my favorite lines like that I just use frequently is not my fucking tempo. <laughs> and I I honestly don't think that like there's another person that could have brought the intensity, like the the quick wittedness, um, the sharpness of actually delivering the lines as J.K. Simmons did. Yeah. Like he he played the role perfectly, and like you you love to hate him in the film. Yeah. And that was like a big part of me is that like it's it's getting to the point that like you're playing the character so well that I hate you for it. Yeah. And that's where you know like you did a really great job.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the whole deal. I don't I'm not I didn't choose her because we mostly focus on films and not TV TV shows, but I don't know her name off the top of my head, but the woman who plays Skyler in Breaking Bad is like top tier that exact thing. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't I feel like I hate the actress just because she played Skyler so well. Yeah. It, that I saw I see her sitting down at at like the late night show mm-hmm. doing an interview a cup and I'm like, her. I fucking hate you, you bitch. And it's like, <laughs> well, wait a minute. Wait, that's, she's just, she, that's not yeah. really her. <laughs>
0: it's like the same thing with the guy who played Joffrey in game of Thrones and the guy who played Nate and uh, euphoria. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. you, you guys are doing too good of a job yeah. right now. Yeah.
1: Um, okay. So here's one that I don't know if this one even crossed your mind. I don't know if it's on your list, um, but I do think that it's a good choice. And I am talking about Andy Serkis playing Caesar in uh, Planet of the Apes and all the other ape
0: films. You know, it's funny. Like I, I didn't pick him, but like, did he even cross so, your mind? So Andy Serkis, just in general, to me, is the king of mocap. Like, like he, like whatever you're gonna do, where it's like he's doing like mocap stuff for it, like between this Gollum, like whatever. That's just the guy that you need, like. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I get, like, for The Hobbit, they picked uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as, like, Smog. You should have. You should have (laughs) picked Andy Serkis. Like, the guy just knows what he's doing. Yeah.
1: Um, Because there's something about a performance from an actor where you're not actually seeing his face and you're looking at a CGI character, but the nuances that he can bring to a CGI character and the things that he does just with his eyes and the the, the ex- facial expressions the, yeah, is exactly, what gets right? me is just it it takes a very different caliber of an actor to be able to portray a completely CGI creature that you end up truly truly feeling for and yes of course a lot of it has to do with the writing and a lot of it has to do with the character arc that Caesar goes through you know throughout the entirety of the film so you can't only give that like that's a, that's just really good writing from everybody who wrote on the film mm-hmm. um but there there is no Caesar without Andy Serkis in my opinion yeah i don't i can't imagine another actor doing a true, true incredible job like he did where the, where you're getting the small nuances of the facial expressions of the, the lips quivering of the eyes and all of that without like just completely giving up. (laughs) Like there's, you're losing something if, if you don't have Andy circus there.
0: Yeah. I mean, like again, I, I never, Like to me, like Andy Serkis is one of those actors where it's like if he's actually acting, it's like you notice him. like You know who he is, but like it's not always memorable. Anything that he does with mocap and CGI is always like if they didn't pick him, it's like, why didn't you get Andy (laughs) Serkis? Like, you know, it would have been fantastic. Yeah, that's a that's a good pick. Thanks. Um, My next one. I take pride in my picks. (laughs) (laughs) My next one might be a little bit of a cop out to you. Um, cause it's multiple people, okay. but the, the idea of, and I feel like this counts is because like there's this idea for great casting when it comes to superhero films and there are certain actors that like just play the role like way too well, where it's like, I feel like you nailed it. Um, one of my honorable mentions that will just be like added into it was obviously Heath Ledger as the Joker. Yeah. He is the Joker. Joaquin Phoenix is the only other one that comes close, but Heath Ledger is the Joker. Um, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, kind of hard to say because like he's literally just playing himself. But is he is he the
1: is he been the only live action Iron mm-hmm. Man ever? Yep. Okay.
0: Yeah, but he he just plays it too well where it's like like they need now that he's dead in the films like they need to just retire the character like they can't bring him back they can't do anything where it's like yeah i didn't know that oh (laughs) i don't but
1: i also don't care yeah i know um
0: (laughs) chris evans as captain america like he he plays like Wait,
1: is this your pick like are you just going through everybody all of the them yeah it's all just
0: like well the ones that i feel like are fucking deserving of like that is the character okay ryan reynolds as deadpool deadpool for sure yeah like i can't picture anybody else with him The final one is Hugh Jackman as the Wolverine like he I was going to choose Hugh Jackman
1: because that's that is Wolverine.
0: Yeah, like the I know that there was like the whole thing of like, oh, we're going to get Danny DeVito because like he actually matches like the size and height for like, but no, like Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Yeah hundred percent. I completely agree. So, there's, I mean, there's no other fucking pick No, Like all, like all of those people for superhero films just feel like they are the yeah. superhero. Like they deserve to be like those characters. Yeah.
1: Um, how many, is this my last one?
0: I think you have one left.
1: Yeah. I have two more actually. So I guess I had six. No. Um, so I wanted to, I guess I'm going to just state this one because for me, it's the obvious one. Mm-hmm. Um, Christoph Waltz as, Holl- as Holland's Landa.
0: He was my honorable mention because I knew you were going to yeah, pick him.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, he's is like the, you know, he's the the goat. Like, yeah. he really is. He's, um... I and mean, you told me
0: the story about, like, him, too, like, getting that role. He,
1: the movie would not have been made if, mm-hmm. if he didn't walk in on the exact day that he walked in. I mean, we were literally at a point where Tarantino was going to be like, okay, listen, we're going to just only focus on these, um, this type of like this casting right Mm -hmm. we're only going for hans landa right now and actors and actors are coming in and coming in and nobody could do it and nobody could do it and tarantino was like listen if i can't find this like if i can't find him, then we're gonna just not do the movie like Mm -hmm. i may i may have made it too complicated of a character to be (laughs) able to do this and it's fine but uh, because you know at the end of the day i guess only the only person who's actually spent any money at the at that moment was tarantino yeah so it was like nobody else would like he wasn't he didn't waste anybody else's money it only would have been his money mm-hmm. so he's like after whatever thursday if we can't find anybody then it's over like mm-hmm. i'll just you know cut my losses and it is what it is and then christoph waltz waltz, waltz is in <laughs> christoph waltz waltz is in and uh and now we have in my opinion one of the greatest characters ever in
0: film the greatest antagonist yeah. in a film
1: um there's nobody else that you could imagine playing him Mm-mm. the char- the the charisma that he brings the intelligence, the suave, the the complete and utter disregard for human life that he has while simultaneously making you feel like you're the most important per- person in the world when he's mm-hmm. talking to you is something that Christoph Waltz could only do.
0: And... It's as simple as that. More <laughs> impressively, being able to do all that in three different languages. Right.
1: And... There's nobody else. Mm-hmm. There's nobody else that could
0: be him. Exactly. Okay. Last pick. A little I have, under...
1: I have one more. I don't know if you want me to choose my last one and then you finish it off or I'll no, finish it no, off. Because I'm the best of all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: finish mine off. Thank you very much. Um, my last pick is Robert Pattinson playing Connie in Good Time. And Ooh. the reason that I picked him and I picked him for my last pick is because, one, like, Robert Pattinson just showcase like he's not just what he was perceived before where this was like this was the point where it's like you know all you knew of him was that he was in harry potter and then he was sparkle vampire from twilight Mm -hmm. and i think this film was necessary in the fact of his career i feel like this was the perfect casting because like this was a film that, working with the Safdie brothers, he was able to showcase, like, he can do a lot more. He yeah. doesn't have to just be, like, that weird guy that, like, open mouth, like, breathes and looks at you. Right, yeah. Like, he can act. He can give you a performance. He can give you accents. He can give you, like, actual physical drama. yeah. And it elevated his career so much because then look at what he got after that. He got, like, The Lighthouse. He got High Life. He got all these weird indie films. And now he's Batman. Yeah. And he's the fucking best Batman that we've seen since possibly Christian Bale. Yeah. Possibly better. <laughs> possibly. It's it's still too soon. but like, <laughs> But I think that this film did a lot for him in terms of, like, showcasing that he can do a lot more and then elevating him to, like, where... He's not just this like tween actor anymore. Yeah. Like he actually is full blown actor. Like he is recognized in the film industry.
1: Yeah. Um Pattinson has I've been I've been rooting for him for a while now mm-hmm. and people would make fun of me mm-hmm. for it, honestly. And it it got so frustrating because I would be like, listen, guys, he's actually a good fucking actor. Mm-hmm. And would be like, who oh, the fucking vampire? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, listen, I haven't even seen those movies, but shut the fuck up. Like, but now like, you
0: can shut people up
1: because look yeah, at what he's done. Yeah. Um. I, I yeah. I've been just. I've been I a, love him now. <laughs> I, I'm I, in love. I've, I've fallen yeah, in love. He is a man crush. <laughs> um. So I had a hard time picking this last one because there were so many. Mm-hmm. Um. And although. I, I have some honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to do Schwarzenegger as the Terminator. Uh, he kept he kept coming up for me. He's it, it, it's just such an iconic role mm-hmm. that, and I think it's like his accent. Like yeah. there's just so much about it that <laughs> it's just like I don't think I can't imagine anybody else being a, a proper Terminator. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to Gary Oldman who plays Stansfield from Leon the Professional. Mm-hmm. He plays an incredible psychopath um Jack Nicholson playing Jack Torrance
0: yeah it's obviously. it's the best mm-hmm. uh apparently they're making a remake with I think fucking Tom Cruise playing him oh no and I'm very scared I'm oh like no. why do we need this yeah
1: no I don't need that um but I wanted to finish off on one for me that is just truly iconic and maybe it's a little bit of a an eye roll, one, but I don't care. Fuck you. It's my, it's my yeah, show. It's your pick. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's um, our show. So, I... <laughs> but I came up with the idea. <laughs> um I wanted to shout out Marlon Brando as Don. Yeah, Corleone. Corleone. Yeah, obviously. Um, yes, technically. Uh, what's his name? Um. Robert De Niro plays a younger version of him in 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 uh in the part 2. Mm-hmm. Um but and yeah he does a great job. He he's, he's it's incredible, but looking at Vito and Marlon Brando playing him and just the way the the voice the way he transformed himself yeah, for this too. Yeah and the cotton balls in the mouth and Just everything about it. There is no other person that could ever play Vito the way that he Mm -hmm. did. Um, And he's going to go down in history as, or he has gone down in history as one of the most iconic characters ever. And a lot of that has to do with Marlon Brando's performance of playing Vito Corleone. Very true. Um, I could have said, you know, Michael, but... Whatever. Like, yeah, who cares? Al Pacino was—he's good. He's—you mm-hmm. know—I think he really shines in two more than one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I still haven't seen the the third the re the remaster whatever <laughs> yeah of the third one, which mm-hmm. I, I do want to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Marlon Brando is in is incredible in that mm-hmm. film. Um, and I had to I had to pick him.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Zach, what do you have to recommend? Well, Frank, as you know. I like jewelry now. I, 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 like, I, was, I, I like. I was wondering why you
1: had all those rings on your eyebrows. And <laughs> your lips and no, your that's words. that's for religious purposes.
0: <laughs> no. Um. So I found like a uh, a site on Etsy that I've actually accidentally been buying like more and more actually
1: of. accidentally yes yeah, so wow, like
0: what a so like I'll go what through. a way of <laughs> <laughs> what a way of purchasing I've
1: actually been accidentally ordering <laughs> things
0: so well no like I've ax- like I've accidentally been ordering from the same place constantly because I'll go through and I'll look up like you know specific things of like like black necklaces and I'll scroll through and be like man I really like that one and it's from the same fucking place every yeah. single time and I'm like god damn I really like this place yeah Uh, so it's the company's called modern out um it's a company that was made back in 2012 in texas by a guy named trevor brown and it focuses mainly on like very like a rustic brand type of thing um they do a lot of necklaces they do a lot of bracelets they do a lot of rings they even do like earrings um currently i'm wearing like one now like the the black necklace it's just a solid fucking material like it's it's stainless steel. It's not like something where it's like it's cheap, where like you know this cracks and like the the paint like brushes off. Like this is solid. Like this is gonna last like years and years. Yeah. Um. Same thing for the rings. Like they're just really, really comfortable. Really like stylish. Very kind of like that. Again, rustic style that I'm trying to go for with it. And um, I just want to give them a shout out because they modern make, out. Yeah, they make some good stuff.
1: Okay. Thanks for the recommendation.
0: No, thank you. Now I know where to
1: get my nipple rings. Ooh. My Prince Albert, your butthole clenched.
0: Zach, it's your turn. It's to my pick. pick. A movie. I, I'm picking Don't something. Don't fuck this up. We both like this Don't movie. Don't fuck this up. District Nine.
1: You fucked it up. No, just we, <laughs> I like that
0: you one. like yeah. District Nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a good movie. It's got stuff that I I want to kind of revisit because I feel like now that we do the format of themes, like this kind of like fits in where we can have like a good discussion about it. Nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I will not be attending that podcast. Yeah, so it'll be just You me. can have a good discussion oh, with yourself. God. Imagine
0: the day where it's like we just have to do a podcast by ourselves.
1: <laughs> well, guys, Zach died, but he'll be back next week. So, uh,
0: <laughs> so I'll be taking over. Uh, Zach, what was your pick? All right, silence. Good. <laughs> All right, my, back to my pick, I guess.
1: <laughs> no, silence by Marcus Um, mm. uh, Okay, so District 9. Mm-hmm. All right, the only movie in the world? The only film that I ever walked out of the theaters in. Really? Because I did not like it. <laughs> and then I went, went back and I was like, I appreciate this movie. <laughs> I walked out of the theaters in this film. I was like, I'm not into this, this movie. Sucks. And then I
0: walked out. Well, then we have a story to tell yes, next episode. Um,
1: so look forward to me telling that story again. Uh, Zach,
0: take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits.